Hello, everybody. Welcome to CB Bowman Live. This is a special Thursday show because, you know, we're having the big conference now for the Association of Corporate Executive Coaches. So our Thursday shows are on hold until after the conference, which let's see, the last day of the conference is June 17th. And then we switched to taking a vacation on Tuesdays because the workplace equity and equality conference is on. And if you don't know about that, you want to reach out to me because that's going to be quite a conference. I'll tell you more about it in a second. But in the meantime, don't you like my new look today? I'm rocking it, right? Okay. <laughs> so I've got my cat on, my dangling earrings, and my Hermes scarf, right? Don't I look cute today? So Anyway, <laughs> I know you guys think I'm crazy. It's okay. This is our special new show, which is CB Bowman Live, of course. Uh, and this uh, this time on Thursdays, we talk to thought leaders and social media influences. And we talk to people who help them get there and we talk to people who are already there and how they got there, and they give us some tips in terms of how you can get there and how you can reach them. So today we have a special guest. This is Sheila. Sheila is the person you want to go to if you're having an event. She gets your sponsors, and we all know how important that is to financing your webinars, your conferences, whatever it is you're going to do where you need sponsors. So she's like, you know how I like to give secrets on my other show? Well, I have to tell you, she's like my secret sauce here. <laughs> so you're getting an inside scoop on what goes on behind the scenes. And Sheila's going to help me in terms of how to get sponsors for the WE conference. Now, let me just give you the dates for that because you don't want to miss it. It's WE, it's June 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And WE stands for Workplace Equity and Equality. And we're going to talk, it's, it's not a real conference. It's a collaboratorium. Do you know what that is? Well, that means we're going to have few speakers. So like, you know, I know you're all zoomed out with the talking heads. We're not going to have, we're going to have only four over three days. Now, here's the thing. If you're working on a DNI program in your company, or you're helping a company with their DNI program as a coach, you want to be at this conference. Because what we're going to do is you'll hear the famous speakers but we are actually going to have a workshop and you get to pick from two different tracks for your workshop. And the first track is how do you develop a DNI program? The second track is watch the marketing. So how do you make sure that your marketing is consistent with what's going on? And the third track is how do you find talent? How do you find talent that represents people of color or disabilities or Asian Pacifics? We have the answer. 
So you want to come to this conference and guess what? It's so inexpensive. We're just giving away value. So go to we, don't you like that acronym? We, W-E-E hyphen conference.org. And so let's go over to Sheila. So Sheila is going to tell us how do we secure sponsors? How do we talk to them? How do we prepare to talk to them? What should we ask for? What's the dollar amount we should request? I mean, this is a whole education in itself. So I'm so glad you tuned in. So first, Sheila, tell us about yourself. How did you get to where you are? This sure. <laughs> I can hear myself echoing again. <laughs> okay. So um, I started out, I've been doing sponsorship for about 10 plus years or so. Um, but I really started out just a little over 25 years ago when my daughter was born. And I decided that I did not want to be working in a job and not be with her. So I had the, you know, to find something to do to make money and pay the bills and all the rest of it and not have the two of us homeless and my husband, of course. Um, so I uh, launched a business and ended up selling it and launched some other businesses. And one of the things that I always did in my businesses was I kind of, um, uh, my talent was uh, networking and um, forming strategic partnerships with other businesses and other people. And um, through that, I uh, had a business with a woman who got recruited out of it and went to work for a company called Digital Marketer. And she asked me to come in and help her with sponsorship, which I did. And then people saw what I was doing and asked me if I could help them too. And basically that's what happened. And um, here I am doing sponsorship. Wow. So would you say, sponsorship a sponsor is the same as a strategic partner um i would because so there's a couple of ways you can look at sponsorship you can look at it as just you know bringing in sponsorship dollars but i think there's a bigger opportunity there if you can find a company that's uh, actually let me just step back a little bit again you know i think of sponsorship as as kind of there's three aspects to it so you have your sponsors you have you as the host or the platform owner or the event owner, and you have um, a third person who's your audience. So if everyone is kind of feeding everyone, it's gonna become this great sponsorship, like a great marriage, and why would you not continue that and have it for the rest of your life if you can? So um, with sponsors, um, you're helping them get in front of their target audience, which is your audience. Um, what you're helping your sponsors, or, I mean, your audience with is they're coming to you for some sort of transformation, some sort of change. They have some problem that they think your conference or they know your conference is going to help them um, get through like a DNI, which I have no idea what that is. But uh, I was in my head, I was like, do not incorporate. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Diversity, equity and inclusion. Yeah, I got that. But the DNI piece of it i wasn't sure what that was dni you said if somebody's trying to start a dni or doing a dni oh gosh i don't remember what i said <laughs> it's okay I think, I'm, I think i was saying dei oh maybe maybe yeah, and then okay. i heard it yeah but but anyway so you know your audience are coming looking for some sort of transformation some sort of change some sort of knowledge so if you can find the sponsors that are going to support that for them and those, you know, by supporting them, they're getting new clients and new leads. And you're, um, you know, getting this great partnership. You're bringing value to your, um, 
your audience and also you're getting paid for it. So it really is like a total win-win-win situation when done that way. I see a lot of people look at sponsorship and say, you know, I need to pay for this event, so I need to bring in some sponsors. And that's just so kind of like on the surface level. And there's so much more that you can do. And it's, you know, maybe a little bit more in the beginning to think that out. But once you have, uh, you're done. You 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 know, it just happens over and over again. You can bring them back to all the other things that you're doing. You build this great relationship with each other, and um, it's just you know, it's very symbiotic. So what about? I'm seeing um, sponsorships. At least I think I'm seeing this, where they're not necessarily looking to your audience uh, in terms of change but they're looking at the conference as a way of letting people know that there's that they're supporting what you're doing true that true therefore they i hate to say they look good but they in fact do yeah look good that they're supporting either the underdog or um a cause or a relationship that they would like to have a bigger um, bigger sense of involvement with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is a type of sponsorship as well, where, you know, they, they just want to be aligned with something that's kind yeah. of going to be more positive for their image. Um, sometimes companies will do it when maybe the image hasn't been so positive in the past and they're trying to like turn that around. Um, is similar type of sponsorship as well is when people, when companies like the Coca-Colas of the world are looking for just impressions. They just want everyone to see that Coca-Cola logo everywhere. Um, which is, you know, it's a kind of a different type of sponsorship because it's not tied up in ROI or return on investment. Um, a lot of the sponsorships I tend to work with are kind of um, not the big kind of Coca-Colas, but smaller corporations or smaller companies. And they're looking for ROI. So they're looking to do lead generation um, to get um, customers or guests or clients out of the, the out of the deal you know the the impressions isn't as big a thing for them because it's not paying the bottom line they're not like a giant like you know amex or coca-cola or you know american airlines or one of these that you know they can do that so i want to talk a bit so let's bring it into reality and mm -hmm. let's use uh we yeah now stands for workplace equity equity and and equality yeah so let's let's take that as an example and mm -hmm. the size of the client that you're working with because what i'm noticing now is that <clears throat> while there's a lot of entrepreneurial type size organizations they too want to be involved in the dni space um because they realize how critical it is and and so here's the thing a lot of uh solopreneurs but more entrepreneurs so I'm, I'm that's the spectrum i'm going yes. from solopreneur to entrepreneur to bigger uh companies whether it be medium or large companies um they are having a hard time expressing their support of the dni space and therefore their bottom lines are being affected um, the, the bottom line is what? Sorry, I missed that last piece. Being affected. Being affected. Affected. Yes. By, oh, affected. Yeah. 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 By the um, uh, lack of ability to connect with people that are doing, people and companies that are doing something in this space. Right. right. Yeah. Um, 
And so, um, oh, there's also, so I want to talk about those companies as being the smaller companies that do want to invest. And so do you have like, um, I guess the question is, how do you do this? Do you have a scale, for example, where sponsors uh, who have a smaller budget but who want to connect with you come in, and then there are the bigger companies that may want to come in with you, and the the price ticket is different. So, right. Yeah. You know, managing that kind of those kinds of relationships is, I think, is going to be the the new normal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and I think as well, companies struggle. Um, with the whole thing, I, I think they're struggling to, to know, you know, what's appropriate, what's right, what to say, what not to say. It, it's kind of people are um, walking on eggshells a little bit, I think. You know, nobody wants to offend or say the wrong thing. Um, but at the same time, there's definitely a need for, for education. And I think we kind of talked about this in the last interview a little bit, either beforehand or just when we were on. Um, but it's it's just, you know, it's great that you're doing this and just opening up the communication in kind of a safe way that people can just be like, you know, this is this is what I, you know, I don't understand or what should I do or how should I say or, you know, you know, because nobody wants to offend. Everyone really wants to just try to navigate it and, and um, do the right thing. Well, you know, this it's interesting that we're bringing this up because we have a faculty that uh -huh. for we. So not only will we be having the conference, but we have a training platform where we help employers with their employees in open up, opening up dialogue and having yep. conversations. And we came to a stumbling block within the faculty and we said, oh, wait a second, this is good because we are a microcosm of what's going on out there. And so we stopped and really got to know each other. And I am telling you, it was the most thrilling experience I've had in a long time. Yeah. I just walked away so energized and we all said, this is what we want our clients to experience this. Mm, so exactly. Let's, let's train on how to do this. And so here's what came out. It was things in the group that are very serious to each person. Um, that admission of what they're struggling with uh, was so breathtaking because you know we assume that everybody's okay unless we see otherwise on their face or their behavior change but that's so not true you know we hold so much inside because we don't have safe places to discuss so we chose organizations how to create these safe spaces and safe conversations so I'll give you an example, um, I said to the team, there is a group of people that I would like to see part of the faculty and we have no representation. And somebody else said to me, well, there is another group that you haven't thought about. And I said, yeah, I'm not so sure that that group wouldn't derail us. And I said, and let me speak from personal experience. And everybody was like, you've had this personal experience? And I said, yeah. And so 
what, what do we do if we want to include this group? And everybody said, well, you know, that's a really good point. Well, we could screen for, to make sure that this particular population would be um, not destructive, but supportive. And I said, you know, I like that idea. And so we came to, through honesty and discussion and surprise, nobody knew that I had this, this experience that we were all talking about. And it was like, suddenly okay for me to talk about it because now I'm part of the in crowd, right? <laughs> so we want to help people get to the same point of discovery. And I think that what, and that I think, I know that smaller organizations are going to, are faced with the same dilemma that we had. And what better opportunity to be able to talk to a group of people to say, hey, this is what we faced. What do you think? What could we do? So I, I think there's definitely a space in our conference for all size organizations. And I don't know if it's true of all conferences, but I would employ people to look beyond what your immediate target audience is to see how inclusive your conference can be to all levels and all sizes of sponsors. Does that make sense at all? Um, it does make sense. Yeah, it's, it's um, you can, I mean, you can certainly be inclusive. Um, I think the bottom line for sponsors is that there, there needs to be, just from a business point of view, there needs to be an outcome that they receive from being there. So it needs to make sense for them. So, you know, if they sell fishing tackle and they go to the tennis conference, it's, you know, they may find a couple of people who like fishing, but they're, it, you know, it's just uh, probably not a good fit. Tackles used for the tennis rackets. So. Oh, there you go. So see, you see, I should just be more diverse, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's an, that was very interesting how, how we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I say you've got to you've got to look beyond because you may be missing sponsors that could very well connect with what you're saying. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah. So okay. So assuming that uh, people who are running conferences can open the doors uh, to expand their thinking. Uh, and it's been, let me give you a really good example too. Okay. Um, two years ago, the Association of Corporate Executive Coaches had a conference. Now, our conferences are quite small. Um, we cap it at seven, anywhere from 75 to 100 people. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't get in. And we had a company that came to us that's been doing mega conferences. I mean, we're talking a thousand. And they said, we want to sponsor, we want to be a sponsor at your association uh, conference. And I said, why? I, I'm like, we're not one of these, because I track them and I know the company. I said, yeah. We're not one of these Jagunda uh, companies. And they said, that's exactly why. I said, explain that to me. And they said, we are tired of spending money at these mega conferences and we don't make the real connections. 
So yeah. it's about, you know, shaking hands, taking business cards, and then we never hear from anybody. And we yeah. would like to try a small, intimate setting. You know, of course, the, the dollars that they offered were much less than the other, other conference, but it was very meaningful to us, right? Mm -hmm. After the conference, they came to us and said, this is the best conference we've ever been to. And I saw them flitting around the conference and I said, why is that? And they said, because your rule for sponsors. And our rule was that the sponsors had to attend all of the sessions. They had to attend the dinner parties and they had to get to know their target audience. And they had a blast. Yeah. People were asking them questions that they might not ask when they were on stage or that they might not meet because it's just a sponsor, right? And, and sponsors are treated as though, as you said, give me the money and fine, goodbye. Yeah. No, we treated sponsors like they were part of the family. And that's, you know, the point of that as well, uh, CB, is like a lot of times I talk to sponsors initially and they're like, how big is the conference? How many people? And, you know, my answer is like, honestly, how many people can you make a meaningful, you know, connection with? It's like, you know, if you want a million business cards, that's one thing. But the, what you did was very clever, like incorporating them into the sponsor, into the um to the event, having them sit at the tables with their prospective clients and listen to the same message that's coming from the stage or whatever. Um, I think that was, I think that's excellent. You're very, very clever. Thank you. <laughs> we just figured we'd try it out because the association is a very close-knit family. And nobody comes in with a head too big to get in the door. Everybody's right. supportive of everybody. And it's made out of made from for master level coaches who are coaching people in the top tier of organizations or uh, academic institutions or medical facilities or what have you. And so for the sponsors to sit down and break bread with people who were actually gonna use their products, it was an incredible experience. And not just for the, the the possibility of doing business with them, but just to get the feedback and to understand, like, have you ever tried to sell something or um, promote something and you just have no idea what's going on in the mind of the of your prospect? It's like, do they like it? Do they not like it? Do they need it? What, you know, what are their problems? What are they struggling with? And just to have that kind of intimate type of back and forth. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Now we didn't, now ironically, I was a little nervous about doing a sponsorship this year um, because we went on Zoom. Yep. So the other was in person and this was in Zoom. And we weren't sure about how to translate that experience. And it was a missed opportunity for sponsors. Yeah, I mean, th th that's been a struggle with a lot of people in this past year with COVID. And I sometimes I feel like the, now, 
your event and what you did aside, like the, the typical kind of boots in an exhibition hall versus a Zoom, I, I feel like a Zoom ends up being a more intimate type of experience as well because you have sponsors and sponsor rooms, people are coming in because they want to talk to them, not because they're past them in the hallway and kind of glancing to see, is this something I want to look at? I don't want to get stuck in a conversation. I got to go for lunch right now, you know, that type of thing. So I, I think in a way the, the Zooms and the virtual stuff uh, for sponsors is actually, I wouldn't say better, but it's it's definitely not worse than being at a live event. Yeah. I feel like they're doing very well out of it. And it's more of a one-to-one -one kind of intimate relationship that they're building with their prospects versus, um, you know, people just passing them in a hallway. You're so true because going back to that conference that I told you about where the sponsors were very happy, we had a sponsorship room. And do you know that nobody went in there? Yeah. Because they were busy talking real time, real discussion to the sponsors. We had like a cocktail hour and we had high top tables and the sponsors were at that table. You know that the tables were so packed with people wanting to join the conference. And at the same time, we had rooms where the sponsors had a representative. Nobody went in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? What? So you're so right and the feedback that we got this year for this conference which is still going on we have two more days is the, from this is from the attendees cb this is if not better definitely better than <laughs> the live conference because yeah. we didn't have to pay and you created such an intimate experience and i'm like i did and i'm still trying to figure out how i did that but Every single evaluation we read, which was um, the first 40 people that came in, the second group comes in the next the next day, that was the next 40. They they were like, we felt like we were delivering on the stage because you asked each one of us about ourselves and we got to and we had the breakout rooms and we got to hear speakers and they said it was an amazing experience. And I thought, oh crap. And I didn't have sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, but you can again, I mean, you, you can't look backwards, but uh, yeah, just having that kind of event. I have a um, one of my clients who runs a real estate event and he actually, um, does round tables and has, um, each of the sponsors lead the round table. Um, which is another idea for you that you can use. Um, and it just, it's like, it brings them right in, but it makes them kind of the expert as well because they're leading this table. So they're the leader, um, but it just works very well. And then they they um, swap tables throughout the thing. So they end up, if it's 10 tables, they end up being at all 10 tables throughout. So another great way to just, um, you know, because sponsors are looking for exposure to the people. And yes. the more you can do that for them, um, the better it is for your audience and for your sponsors. And they'll just keep coming back for more if you look after them like that. So getting getting back to, to the work that you do, do you have sponsors that are like in different industries, different sectors, or are they all the same? Um, so they're in different industries. It depends on... Um, it depends on uh, what the event is, you know. So I have, I, I do a lot in digital marketing. Um, I do some in accounting. Um, I've done some health events, things like that. So it's, again, you kind of have to look at the event and look at what the people are going to need. 
the attendees are going to need and then kind of um, work backwards to figure out who um, good sponsors will be for that event. And then you approach the, approach the sponsor with, you know, I'm going to have X number of this type of person at the event, you know, that's, that they want to get in front of, okay. if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. So I mentioned that when you say the kind of person, are you talking about the speakers or the audience? I'm talking about the audience. So, you know, the, the and the kind of, you know, what they're, so usually an audience is looking for something. They're there for some sort of education, transformation, whatever. And then, um, if you you want to find sponsors that can help them be the the um, resources for that, so I often think of it as if you um, you know if, if you're at a, a typical event, kind of in a ballroom, um, you're uh, leading the group in whatever it is that you're teaching, and then they walk out the door, and there's this like whole shopping mall of the resources they need to be successful to get to where they're trying to to get there to for the next stage of their journey. So it's just like if you can curate that type of a, a a level of sponsorship our level of sponsors um you know it's going to be uh, again successful for everyone it's going to make sense so uh you said that you're in the digital marketing space mm -hmm. Does that mean that you couldn't help people like myself who are not in that space find um yeah no i could for sure so basically um in the last kind of year or so what i've done is i've kind of moved from a role of actually out there doing and finding sponsors myself to teaching it so I can definitely help anyone. I can teach you how to do rather than do for you. So I can uh, teach you how to fish, not give you fish. <laughs> well, they say if you teach, teach a person how to fish, they have a meal for a lifetime. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So one meal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Hold on. I'm, I'm, so audience, you know that CB runs this live. And so, so I have to tell you this story. I have to interrupt. Uh, I, my husband gave me a new iPhone 12 Pro for Christmas. And I didn't know how to use the thing. I, my last one was an iPhone 6S, right? And so I called Apple. And Apple, I, can't, I don't even know how to describe this company because they're so consumer-oriented. It is incredible. So I called them up and I said, I don't know how to set up my iPhone. This gentleman spent three hours on the phone with me. What he did was he showed me how to use my iPhone. He set it up. He, he, he uh, connected it to my, my iBook, my MacBook Pro. He connected that to my iPad. He connected that to my iWatch. He set up my entire system what company and there was no fee what company does that i mean apple, <laughs> apple. we I, all need to be apple I'm so in love with apple i would <laughs> never ever switch brands i'm just like I, they had me at hello <laughs> <laughs> but but the only flaw is that while I'm doing this show now, my phone rings through on my computer. <laughs> I don't know how to turn that off. <laughs> so no. I have to call Apple again. You just have to call your friend again and yeah. spend another three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good lesson in life as well. You know, be Apple. Yeah. In everything that you do, just like, you know, give more than is ever expected and you will have fans for life. You, you said it exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
So now going back to um, the school you're conducting. So you are teaching people how to help other people and sponsor and getting sponsors. Correct. Either how to, yeah, correct. So either how to help other people or how to do it for themselves. Wow. Depending on who the people are, but yeah, so I work with um, a lot of event planners who want to add it as part of their business. Um, I work with, uh, you know, if people who run events, they may um, send somebody on their staff to, to learn how to do it. Um, so they can learn from me or um, people who are just looking to do like I did and just start a business and start doing this. So yeah, there's kind of a little bit of a range there. Okay. So for people like me who are scared of cats, <laughs> you are not scared of anything. Let me tell you. <laughs> I think I've been busted. Well, in this particular space of picking up the phone and saying, will you be my sponsor? I, I don't want to do that. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. You know you can. Um, but yeah, so like I wouldn't pass anything past you. You're amazing. Um, so basically, I just kind of pre-frame the conversation in your head beforehand. Um, I always say, and I'm not unique in saying this, but it's what's in it for me. You gotta think of it from the point of view of the sponsor is what's in it for them. So that's what you're selling them. You're selling them your audience, you're selling them the experience. Um, so bring it like that. So rather than, you know, I need and I want and can you come and, you know, it's just like I, I, I've gathered together this audience of X number of people. This is who they are. Um, I think your service would be really great for them. It's something that they need. Would you be interested in coming and supporting that? Mm. Uh, I'm glad we're recording this because I, I was so nervous I couldn't even write that all that. All oh. that <laughs> stumbling talking about it it's ridiculous yeah yeah it's to me it's so, so why are you nervous are you nervous because of, because you're asking for something that you feel uncomfortable asking for something yeah so try and like try and turn that in your head if you can a little bit and i, I think it's hard for us as women to to do this we're all kind of like you know if it's a guy you'd be like hey buddy you know come on let's do this um try and turn it in your head a little bit so that you know what are you giving them versus asking them for something so you're giving them this great experience. You're giving them a great opportunity to meet, you know, like, so for the workplace um, equity and equality, you said it's about 70 people. Is that the one that's 70 people? Um, well, no, this one has to be smaller. Okay. Um, because Which is even better. Yes. So yes. you're giving them a very intimate um, a way to connect with people over three days, which is a long time that you're going to incorporate them into the event, make them part of the event. Um, and just, you know, they're going to walk out with, um, you know, 25, 30 great relationships. Yeah. You would. get 25 or 30 clients in, in three days. Yeah. Because, so here's what's happening. First of all, I have to tell you about the speakers. Okay. I can't even believe that I have these people. One is Sandra Quince, who helped put Bank of America on the map for their DEI work. Okay. I mean, they are an incredible bank, period. And then they started working on DNI long before it became Vogue. Yep. And so she helped put it on the map. That's a huge company to tackle something like this. That's amazing. Um, so, and she is an incredible speaker. 
I mean, she will be able to answer all of your questions that you have about, you know, moving a huge audience, a huge employee into being one of the leaders in the DNI space. Um, then we have Dr. Timothy Clark, who is just an expert in psychological safety. So how do you create an environment in which people can talk to each other in a safe manner, in a no blame, no shame manner? Oh gosh, he's so impressive. Then we have uh, Brandon Lloyd. Brandon was an NFL football player who's doing work now helping underserved young adults uh, while they're in school to learn really executive positions in organizations. And so they do what's common in Europe, but not common here, apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Where they actually work, and I'm not talking about entering trash cans, you know, or filling up the water cooler. They actually get in and do executive work. That's amazing. And then we just got as a as a speaker, Eric. Eric is CEO of Parian. That group specializes in international concerns around diversity and you couldn't ask for a better group of speakers to come into this and then so you hear speakers and then you go into workshops to talk about concerns your company or you may have in serving companies like this so i'm so excited about it so what what would a sponsor get they get to go into those workshops and actually find out what's going on that they might be dealing with in their own company. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And meeting people. So each of the workshops are going to be facilitated by we faculty, which don't get me started about greatness and ability. Oh, wow. Um, Dr. Elena Love has created the Passion Profile, where she looks at archetypes in relationship to how people communicate with each other. Wow. So um, sponsors, yeah, this is the place where you want to be to either tap into uh, the DNI space or um, to help make a difference so that your organization can learn and move forward in this space. So who would be your goal? Like if you could wave a magic wand and get that one sponsor, who would, what company would it be? We're live on LinkedIn and other places. Who knows? Someone might be listening. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Yeah. Because their CEO made a horrible mistake um, earlier this year and saying that he did not have the ability to identify people of color. And one of the tracks is about seeding and growing talent. Yeah. So I'm looking for people who we can seriously help. Google got into trouble for um, terminating uh, people who were speaking up in this space. LinkedIn, 
got into trouble for not supporting enough people of color as members of LinkedIn. Clubhouse is in the same space. So, you know, these are bigger companies. You know, I don't know, you know, um, if they realize the kind of work that we're doing, but right. that would be awesome. Mm. In addition to the smaller companies so that they don't make the mistake that the bigger companies have made, right? Right, yeah. Academic yeah. institutions would be great because they're going out and they're, they're teaching this without the experience of real world expertise. It's not book learning anymore. You can't you can't do DNI from that perspective anymore. Yeah. So I would say, and in and even research companies that are trying to research this space, come and hear what's really going on versus handing somebody a survey to fill out, right? So I, that was a long answer to. Um, <laughs> just about everybody <laughs> but, uh, the top three would be uh the firms that have hit the news because of errors they've made jeep would be an outstanding company that we would like to go after because they made a huge mistake in i think it was super bowl one of those major football um programs games you could tell I'm not a sports person. <laughs> Events. Events. <laughs> the main speaker. <laughs> I leave that stuff to my husband. Um, they had a commercial for Jeep. Uh, and in that commercial, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen spoke about the coming together of America as one. And they showed people from out the United States and talked about, you know, couples and individuals about how important it is to come together. During that commercial, there was no one of color. Mm. Now that is a massive mistake. Are you saying that no one of color buys a Jeep? Because that, that I have a problem with. Um, <laughs> Are you saying that you just don't recognize people of color being able to afford a Jeep? What are you saying? That's such a big mistake. That's yeah. a cultural. And you know what? They may not be saying anything. It may just be like they just didn't think, you know? That's saying enough. It's yeah. talking to lack of awareness. Right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and here's the scary part. They could have a big DNI program going on within their organization, but then you go out with a commercial yeah. that's anti inclusive. That's a problem. Mm. So there are so many companies that I would love to call into this. There is my business partner in this, Elena Love, went with her fiance to shop for a boat. All of the pamphlets, none of the pamphlets had a person of color. Wow. So what, what, what is going on? We have to, and that's one of the tracks in the program is that cultural 
awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So I, did I answer your question in terms of who would be the number? I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really hoping, please, really, that there's like somebody from each of those companies going, you know, messaging me right now. So when you get back on LinkedIn, it's there. Yes, I would love that. Yeah, send me a DM, contact me, cb at cbbowman.com. Love to hear from you. Love to support you in your change and transition to yeah. what we're doing. So what's the next question I would need to answer? Um, let me think about that and see. So um, what, so the, the other conference you had, you brought, you brought them in, um, you included them in the actual conference. What could you do with this one that makes it just as inclusive so it's not just boots in the hallway type of thing again? Yeah. What are some of your plans for that? That's a great question because in this this is actually not a conference. It's a collaboratorium. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't pronounce collaboratorium. <laughs> it means that we will have workshops uh, where people who are coming have a chance to bond and connect and work on a particular project. Yep. And so it would be awesome if the sponsors brought in their particular issues or their particular program and really talk to the experts that'll be there to support them and help them in making this. So they're definitely part of the entire program. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so yeah. it's a working conference. I mean, people are just going to be, they're going to walk away with tangible, you know, to-do lists and, and a plan and all of this kind of stuff to to just kind of move this forward even more. Because I think that's the, the the hard thing with all of this is it's, you know, if you, if you don't know, you don't know, and you don't know who to ask. You don't want to be ignorant by not knowing. And so you don't want to admit that you don't know. And, you know, it's just, it's it's tough. So in this conference to get in, you have to commit to no shame, no blame, and any and all questions are okay. Yeah. Um, for the and, and this is what our company is about because we realize that there are a lot of people out there. And let me just be very direct. There are a lot of white people out there that would love to be part of this movement. But what's holding them back? They have no one to ask questions. They have no one to explain. They cannot walk in the shoes of a black person. We keep saying, you know, we'll walk in our shoes. They can't. Yeah. And so if they can't do that and there's nobody that they can turn to, what is our expectation for change? So our company takes a very different approach in that come and ask, come and talk, come and learn, and it's fine. It's fine. You can ask me if I get sunburn in the summer on the beach. You can ask me why my hair is not like yours. You can ask me why stretch objectives given by a company are things that I might not go after because heretofore stretch objectives have been used as a way to cancel people out of color, right? So let's talk about those things. Let's talk about why, if you have a competition, 
why in fact it doesn't work if the bars to get in are so high. And I think I actually have to jump into another meeting. So we started at what time? We started at three. We're about 48 minutes in. One, okay. So we're, is that one my time we started? That's one your time, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I have a few more minutes. On the left, north. <laughs> okay, we have a few more minutes to talk. Um, because I believe my meeting starts at two, um, my time and I, um, need to be at that meeting, but I hate to end this meeting because it's, it's more than what I thought it was going to be with that. Yeah, it kind of went in its own direction, which is absolutely fine. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 That's the way I roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we love you for us. Thank you. It, are there any last minute words of wisdom that you would like to give somebody? Um, last minute words of wisdom. I'm just trying to think. I mean, we, we've veered so far from kind of the original topic. Um, so I guess my, my last minute word of wisdom just around the, the um, diversity, inclusion, all of that is, you know, just be you, be vulnerable and be open and honest. And I think if you do that, it's going to be, you know, if, you, if you're coming from a place of um, honesty and just a, 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 a want to understand, um, I think people will see that for what it is. And, you know, you, you don't have to worry that you're saying the wrong thing or you're, you're insulting without meaning to or anything like that. You're just... You just want to know why. Sheila, how do you figure out what the sponsorship dollars are? So it, it depends. So I do a couple of things. I look at kind of what a typical, uh, what a similar event will be charging. I'm looking at, um, you know, what, uh, what value is it that we're giving to the sponsors? So if, um, you know, because you again, you want everyone to be fed in the end. So you you don't want to charge so much that they, you know, either couldn't sponsor or that they would never um, get an ROI on it or get the get enough value from it. Um, I suggest starting out going a little bit lower in terms of what you think you wanted to um, to charge, and also um, at times as well, you might want to if you're starting a new event. You might want to comp a few sponsorships just to kind of get through it and and um, figure out you know what's going on and and um, show you know sometimes just show the sponsor that this is what I can bring you for value and you know have them charge them the following year or the following event or something like that. So just um, it's 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 a very kind of that's like a very broad a broad um, a broad question. If, um, to decide what value is because you see sponsorship tables you know at something very local for maybe like a hundred dollars for a table and you see another conference where it's a hundred thousand to start you know so it, it really depends on, on what you're delivering to the sponsor and what they're looking for see i never thought about comping a sponsor i mean how does that mm -hmm. work we have, we only have a few minutes, but that's yeah. So I mean, if if you're really starting out, um, you might want to just either um, in a few minutes it's going to be hard to go through all of it, but you might want to um, just just literally comp them, have them come to your event, um, ask them to give you a testimonial afterwards, but also feedback on you know how you handle the event, if if it was valuable for them, um, what you could do different, that kind of stuff. There's also um, 
a lot of uh, companies will have what's called um, an affiliate opportunity where you can um, you can get paid kind of a commission based on what they sell at your conference. So that's a, kind of a, a no risk for either of you. So, um, you know, you may have some money coming in and the sponsor is just really paying for the results that they get from the from the conference. So when you're starting out, it's it's hard. You're not you're unproven. Um, you don't really know how the conference is going to be. So that those are kind of two quick things that you can do to, you know, get sponsors in. And it, it's like the mall, you know, when you, I've never built a mall, but I assume it kind of goes like this, that you get Nina Markness and Macy's and maybe, well, I don't know, I'm not a shopper. so <laughs> But you get those cornerstone um, stores in first, and then you go, you're like, hey, CB, you've got this little boutique. We've got Nina Markness and, and Macy's. You could be right in the middle of the two of those, and you're going to get all this traffic. So it's kind of the same thing with sponsors. They, you approach, you get your first couple, and then you approach the the people that you want to say, you know, we have, you know, American Express and Marriott or whoever, and, um, you know, we'd love to have you too. And then they're thinking, oh, those are really great companies. It must be a great event. And they come in and sponsor. That's very simplistic. But um, yeah, so just kind of think kind of strategically like that as well about it. Well, Sheila, as always, you bring a wealth of information and I'm going to talk to you offline. So I hope everybody listening who's doing an event reaches out to you um, in your bio is a way to get in touch with you. But do you want to just give it's info at info at connected sponsors.com. And then is it okay if I give them a little, um, I have a free worksheet that I can give them as well. Yes, it's a one pager. It's um, about how to find sponsors. It's just some low hanging fruit ways to find sponsors. So they can go to connected sponsors.com forward slash finding sponsors. So C-O-N-N-E-C-T-E-D-S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S.com forward slash finding sponsors. Connected, give it to us again. Connected sponsors.com forward slash finding sponsors. Okay, I'm certainly going there. <laughs> Hey, we got to jump off a little bit early. That's um, fine. This has been awesome. Once again, thank you so much for having me on here. Really enjoy it. I'm talking to a potential sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Hey, I'm going to definitely reach out to you. It's been a pleasure. Everyone, please, if you're having an event, call on Sheila. She is really an amazing woman. And I'm going to see you next week. I think I'm on on Tuesday, but you know how to check for sure. Follow me on LinkedIn, right? So with that, and you know, I always give you a secret, but my secret, as I said earlier, is Sheila. So, <laughs> uh, she's a great friend, a great teacher, a great supporter, and you definitely want to reach out to her. So with that, have a terrific week, and I hope you get at least 50% 50, 50 of what you're hoping for. Bye now. Thanks, Sheila. Bye.